It's been a crazy 2020, but I have a feeling 2021 is going to be very good in the professional wrestling industry, in particular AEW and WWE. We make our bold predictions that we guarantee will happen in 2021 here on the Squared Circle Cycle Battle. My name is Michael Valenti. Joining me is Ralph Valenti. Ralph, we each have five predictions that we think are going to happen in 2021. Right. Either from AEW or WWE. So, Ralph, I'll let you start. Your first bold prediction for either AEW or WWE in 2021. All right. So, my first bold prediction is going to be this. I see Big E winning the Money in the Bank contract. I know that they just put the Intercontinental Championship on him over this big win over Sami Zayn. Uh, and I know that he has a lot of fans that are certainly pushing for him to win the Royal Rumble. I think this is an indication that they certainly want to do something with him and that they understand that the fans are behind him. And he might even have that, you know, that Daniel Bryan-esque or Kofi Kingston-esque push that people would like to see out of him. Uh, I think that WWE is starting to realize that with him. I think that putting the Intercontinental Championship on him all but guarantees he's not going to win the Royal Rumble because that is right around the corner at the end of this month. Um, but I do think that they have big plans for him in 2021. That will give them more time to see how the fans actually start to receive him if he maintains his momentum with the money in the bank. And it doesn't necessarily mean they need to kind of push him into the main event picture for WrestleMania. So I'm going to say Big E wins money in the bank. Yeah, I can agree with you on that. I don't think a Royal Rumble win for him is is likely now that he won the Intercontinental yeah. Championship. I think him winning the Intercontinental Championship will be a test for Vince McMahon to see if he can be that main event player to be mm -hmm. a top champion on SmackDown or Raw, depending on when the draft is and how he ends up at the end of 2021. But I could definitely see him winning the Money in the Bank contract. Now, you bring up the Royal Rumble, him not winning it. That brings me to my first prediction as to who will win this year's Royal Rumble. And I think we kind of got the tease of this on SmackDown on Friday, and I believe it's going to be Daniel Bryan. I think Daniel Bryan, the way his story's told, he recently said that he is transitioning from full-time to part-time, so this is probably mm -hmm. his last chance to be a top champion in WWE, his last chance to have one last WrestleMania main event. And I think this is the perfect time to do it because you still have fans behind him with the Yes movement, maybe not as strong as it was back in 2014, but it's still there. You have Roman Reigns, who was the chosen one by Vince McMahon, who's playing this heel character. Now people have a, a reason in kayfabe to boo him other than just getting shoved down our throats for years and years and years. So you finally have that ultimate baby face versus ultimate heel dynamic to main event WrestleMania. I know the rumor is Goldberg or The Rock, but I could totally see Daniel Bryan winning the Royal Rumble, facing Roman Reigns, and we have that yes movement versus the, the head of the table match at WrestleMania. Yeah, I, I could certainly see that too. I just don't think that we're going to get Goldberg or Rock, especially now when, you know, maybe we'll have some fans there, but I think it's going to be limited capacity. And I don't think that they're going to risk having that match between The Rock and Roman if they can't pack the place. 80 plus thousand people, which would certainly sell out. The Rock is a huge name outside of professional wrestling, as is Roman inside professional wrestling. And Daniel Bryan, to me, would be a perfect uh, candidate to go against Roman Reigns, especially in the main event, or at least one of the main events. For WrestleMania, because not only is it believable, it's a sympathetic story and a sympathetic character that you can get behind. People have been behind Daniel Bryan for years. Everybody knows his story. But you have the the guy that's at the top right now, Roman Reigns, the top heel, like you said, going against the ultimate babyface. Nothing better that you could ask for out of professional wrestling. So I could certainly see that happening as well. Yeah, totally agree. Now, 
Obviously, WrestleMania being affected with the Royal Rumble winner, that leads me to my next prediction, and that is the fact that we're going to have fans at WrestleMania. I honestly believe we're going to have fans, and not just like 20% capacity or less than that. I think a significant amount of fans will be at WrestleMania. As, as many people know, the vaccine's coming. People are already getting the vaccinations. Yes, it's coming in waves, and not everybody's going to get it. But I think it will be at a point where enough people are getting it, and they will relax the restrictions to a point where we will see fans at WrestleMania. Will it be in Los Angeles? I doubt it because it seems like anytime there's a seven at the end of WrestleMania in Los Angeles, it gets moved just like WrestleMania seven did. So WrestleMania 37, 30 years later, we'll get moved again. So I say, yes, we will have fans at WrestleMania 37. I can certainly see it. I'm going to go down a similar path. I think we're going to have fans in more than 20% capacity, but not at WrestleMania. I'm going to say SummerSlam. Uh, you mentioned the whole thing about the vaccines and there's been conflicting information yesterday. I read a report that there's another vaccine that's supposedly being approved and that can get emergency use and they'll be rolling that out. I think part of the problem that was reported today is there was a slowdown in the vaccines actually being distributed to the states. So that can be a little bit of a problem and created a situation where maybe not as many people are vaccinated. I know that for Florida, for example, where supposedly for right now, I think SummerSlam is supposed to take place in Orlando. Florida has one of the more relaxed um, um, rules and regulations as far as capacity and what people can and can't do. By that point, I think their their plan in Florida is to get more of the vaccinations to the to the general popula- population, especially some of those older, more vulnerable people. So if you're going to start vaccinating or by that point, maybe have some of the, the community vaccinated, I can see a very realistic situation for SummerSlam that they do have fans there. 25%, maybe 30%, depending. Um, but I do think it's uh, in one way or another, because it's in Florida, because we do have the vaccines on track, um, I think that we're going to get be moving towards more and more of uh, normalcy, what, whatever that may look like. And I think that there will be fans at SummerSlam for sure. All right, so we've done a lot of predicting for WWE. Let's let's change things over to AEW. Yeah. And one person that seems to be a big talk of, especially on this podcast, is one Orange Cassidy, and that's my next prediction. I believe Orange Cassidy will, at some point in 2021, win the TNT Championship. He's a popular name in AEW. Obviously, Tony Khan has a lot of faith in him, putting him in main event spots putting him in different uh, scenarios with the likes of Chris Jericho, with Cody Rhodes, with the recently passed Brody Lee, already having a TNT championship opportunity. In fact, there was three times he had a TNT championship opportunity. So I definitely see him getting one more where he finally wins it. And that could be in front of fans. So yes, I see Orange Cassidy win the TNT championship in 2021. Certainly something that I can see happening. You brought up the TNT championship. And I think one of the guys that you already mentioned who, who really helped establish that championship, especially with his dominant win over Cody Rhodes, the untimely and very, very unfortunate passing of Brody Lee, um, the leader of the dark order. I think right now what they're trying to build towards is um, Dustin really being the guy that's going to be the helm of the dark order. They need somebody that can go out there, not only cut promos, but be a prominent figure. Dustin always seems to do really well. And when he's not playing, just a normal guy. He goes out there and he's portraying a character. We saw that with Goldust. 
We saw it in his time in TNA. I think he had multiple uh, different characters that he was portraying uh, when he was there. And, and that really is his bread and butter. When he gets to be that, that really strange and obscure type of character. And I think that's what they're going to go for here. I think that Dustin is good enough on the mic. He's certainly good enough in the ring. He's one of the better guys, in my opinion, with all of his experience in AEW in the ring. So I think that they're going to pull the trigger on this. I think that he will end up being the, the, the leader of the Dark Order at some point in 2021. And I think that will ultimately lead to a match, a rematch, I should say, between Cody and Dustin, which will be at that point a few years in the making. So that should be pretty interesting once that happens. So I guess you could take that as two kind of uh, predictions there. So Dustin will be the leader of the Dark Order, eventually go and challenge Cody. So... So you have Dustin winning the TNT championship on top of joining the dark order. I mean, it's certainly possible. I think at some point, you know, maybe the title gets dropped to Cody or Dustin beats um, Darby Allen at some point. I, I mean, we have a long year ahead of us, but I think at some point it will culminate with Dustin and Cody um, feuding against each other for the TNT championship. Unless somehow they decide to take that stipulation off Cody where he can go after the championship um, but I don't see that happening, at least not for some time. So I think that Dustin and Cody will feud. It will be for the TNT championship at some point. All right. So you bring up the AEW championship as Cody is not allowed to challenge for that title. Here's a prediction I'm going to make. Kenny Omega is going to be the champion for the entire calendar year. He will not drop the title in 2021. They obviously want to use him as some bridge with all these promotions. He's starting with impact wrestling right now. Mm -hmm. I think that's going to segue to possibly a promotion, a promotional partnership with new Japan pro wrestling already. There's something there with Lucha Libre, uh, triple a. So there could be something there where he challenges the AEW championship on those promotions and just becomes like this traveling champion. Like we've seen with Ric Flair in years past, I see that happening and he just becomes this ultimate champion maybe a belt collector like he kind of hinted on that first impact wrestling episode that he appeared on he is not dropping the title in 2021 it's funny you bring that up because i actually have that on my list <laughs> I, th I think that he is going to carry the championship throughout the entirety of 2021 for all of the reasons you just mentioned i think that he will try to work between multiple promotions certainly he's already done that with triple a he's going to be doing that with with impact wrestling um, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe depending on what happens with this whole pandemic situation, he does try to show up in new Japan pro wrestling. I know that maybe the two didn't really necessarily leave off on good terms, but right now where Kenny Omega is currently, I think he certainly is one of the more talked about guys in professional wrestling in the industry. Overall, he has one of the more talked about storylines going for him. So I, I see a very realistic possibility that he carries the title uh, throughout 2021 eventually maybe feuding with hangman page and maybe hangman's the guy to take the title off of him, but I don't see them taking the championship off Kenny anytime soon. Yeah. It's going to be a big test for that too, because obviously having the title for that long and you wonder, can he be the draw that anyone thinks he can be? Can he sell out the right. arenas? Can he boost the ratings and all that stuff? And you know, it's a big question that's going to happen in the next calendar year. If they manage, if they actually pull the trigger and have him have that title for so long, so mm -hmm. do you have any more predictions before I head to my final one? Yeah, I've got my last one, which is probably my most controversial one. And depending on how you view this, I guess it would be controversial to some. Um, one company that we know is trying to avoid controversy is AEW. They're they talk a lot about the culture that they're trying to facilitate backstage. 
amongst the talent, all of that type of stuff. And one of the most talked about and most um, biggest names out there for free agents, as far as professional wrestling right now, still to this day is Tessa Blanchard. Now, I don't think that Tessa is going to wind up in AEW because of all those things. I don't think she's a good cultural fit for AEW. I think that their fans would be pretty upset if they signed somebody like her, given all of the allegations and whether those are true or not, I'm not going to get into all of that, but she certainly has some baggage with the fans, no matter where she's going to go. I think that she winds up in WWE. Now, whether that's NXT or straight to the main roster, I'm not sure, but she is one of the most talented women in professional wrestling. She was one of the most talked about women in the industry before she uh, left impact wrestling. And I think that it's just inevitable. She's too big of a name. She's, she's too good in the ring for her not to be signed somewhere. And I think that WWE is more willing to take the risk on the ba- with the backlash that they might get from signing somebody like her. So I don't think she's going to go to AEW, but I can very realistically see her going to WWE, either to the main roster right away or in NXT at some point throughout 2021. Do you see her as a surprise entrant in the Royal Rumble? You know what? Yeah, that could certainly be possible too. Um, because like I said, I, I just... Uh, All of the allegations and everything else aside, just based on her pure talent alone, I think that's what WWE is going to want to sign her for. You know, and and they have guys that have allegations and all those types of things right now under contract, and the fans aren't happy about those situations. So I think this wouldn't be out of the ordinary for WWE to do something like this. Uh, Whereas AEW, I think there was even a report out a couple of months ago by Meltzer saying that. AW really didn't want anything to do with her because of all those allegations. So I think she goes to WWE if anywhere and maybe debuts in the, in the rumble. All right. Here's my, here's my big prediction. The biggest prediction that I have of this whole 2021 and a lot of people that followed this podcast. know I work in television for those that don't know or haven't followed this podcast. Yes, I work in television. So we talk a lot about, ratings how well they do how bad they do AEW dynamite raw smackdown nxt we try to talk about ratings a lot on this program and a lot of our fans appreciate our talk about ratings so here's my prediction i believe that raw smackdown dynamite and nxt will be relatively better in 2021 than they were in 2020 now let me explain what i mean by relatively better obviously we know in the trends of television the ratings decline all throughout because of cord cutting and streaming and all these other things ratings go down just naturally Mm -hmm. so what i believe is going to happen is the trend for wwe and aew programming they'll go down just because of the industry but they will go down less than the industry trend so let's say for example the industry as a whole goes down 10%. Wrestling will go down probably 5 to 8%. And I think that is an indication is what we saw for the last month where AEW had two of their strongest episodes rating-wise. Obviously, yes, it was thanks to Sting and Shaquille O'Neal and Kenny Omega and all that stuff. But I think that is a step in the right direction. SmackDown, the last two weeks, had their best rating on Fox Sports 1, followed by their best rating on Fox since their premiere episode. They're heading in the right direction. The question now is raw. Can they turn their their creative around to get people to watch all three hours? And I think you're starting to see that. Keith Lee 
versus Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship on Legends Night is definitely a step in the right direction. The cliffhanger ending for Monday Night Raw and the story between Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton is a step in the right direction. Is it perfect yet? No. Will it ever be? No. But I believe Vince McMahon and the creative team on Raw can turn it around enough where this 20% drop that we've seen in the last two years gets subside and flattens the curve for the ratings drop in 2021. And it definitely the fact that the fans are going to be back at some point this year will greatly help with that. Isn't it, isn't it shocking that supposedly the, the same writers and all that that are writing for SmackDown are writing for Raw? Because there, there are drastic differences for that. I just don't um, understand it. I yeah, don't understand I it. That's a tough one to figure out, but I, I do agree. I think overall, as we start to get fans back, I think that will certainly increase the intrigue for wrestling overall. I think right now we're just in kind of like a weird period um, where wrestling is so reliant on their fans, especially, you know, AEW and NXT, you know, Raw, SmackDown to even to a certain extent. Those shows have been going on for so long. If you go to one of those shows, you pretty much know what you're going to get out of them, right? So it, not, not much. The fans react to certain things. But it's not like you have a ruckus crowd or got people are going nuts and all that type of stuff. You don't have the buy-in like you used to have with AEW or like you used to have with NXT because I've been to some of those takeovers. I've been to WrestleManias. Some of those takeovers, the crowds alone were were more enthusiastic and crazier than a lot of the the times I've been to certain pay-per-views for the main roster. So um, that being said, I think that will certainly encourage a lot more engagement between some of the casual fans of the fans that will tune in every other week or not pay attention to it as much. And just people will be more invested in it. You know, they'll get behind it more. So I, I think that I agree. I think that the ratings and viewership will certainly trend in the right direction. Raw's the show that really needs the most saving in my opinion, but if they play their cards right, they can get there. I think. Yeah. And I think the part with raw is that just the sheer fact that they need to build stars. And I think, this Legends yeah. Night that everyone's like, oh, they're just doing it for a ratings pop. In years prior, I would say, yeah. But that Keith Lee versus Drew McIntyre match, I think is going to... That's the thing that they need to keep fans there. Obviously, Keith Lee and Drew McIntyre are big parts of the future of WWE. And they're showcasing that on a show where the casual fans will show up. So I definitely think that's a step in the right direction. They have a lot of guys there like Riddle, Cedric Alexander and the Hurt Business, um, the, uh, the New Day. A lot of guys that maybe the casual fan have not been exposed to in the last 10, 5, 10, 15 years. That certainly could get the recognition on Legends Night next week. Yeah, and I think, I think Monday certainly is going to be a big test and a big moment for Keith Lee. Certainly the biggest moment, in my opinion, since his... His call up to the main roster, one, because he's going against a guy like Drew McIntyre, who is the champion, and two, because it's coming off the tail end of all of the criticism of, you know, why are you sending him down to the PC? What more does he need to learn? A lot of the fans really pushing back on that idea. He needs to go out there and have a really stellar match and a really strong performance uh, against Drew McIntyre and look really good that night, I think. So he needs to prove that he is the guy that uh, a lot of fans perceive him to be and prove that he's got the ability to perform at a high standard every single time he's out there, especially in a main event with a guy like Drew. Yeah, I, I totally agree. It's going to be a big test for him, and obviously with all the talk about him going to the PC, it's definitely a yeah. showcasing a moment for Keith Lee 
next week on Monday Night Raw. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. I know a lot of people have their predictions. So let us know in the comments what your predictions are. Ralph talked about Tessa Blanchard. We had a debate recently about Tessa Blanchard on whether or not she'll go to AEW or WWE. You can watch that episode now by clicking the thumbnail on the screen. And we'll talk to you on the next episode of the Squared Circle Psychobabble.